finally guys getting them right. There we go. Don't get me started. Coming to you live from the Little Grass Shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's the Junior Kikuema Junior Show, starring Junior Kikuema Junior. Don't you ever forget it. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bullhead Band. You see, we're, you see, back in the old days, we said, how's it? And then it went to like, you know, what's up? You know, what's up? You know, and then, and then it was just like, hey. And then, and then, you know what I noticed too? When we used to say, bro, right? Hey, what's up, bro? How you, bro? Now they went shot in them. It's ba. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't even know how to comprehend the guy's stuff. Like, ba. Like, what? Baba, black sheep, have you any wool? Bro, you remember that? Bro, that was, that was back in the old days, too. <laughs> ba. Hey, ba. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not putting the kids down. I'm just saying they were shot in them, right? So, so sometimes I, I actually slip on that one. I actually slipped the R. Anyway, hey, we gotta say R. Uh, how's it, how's it, to you guys? Also, we we gotta we gotta do attitude of gratitude, okay? Attitude of gratitude, and uh, you know we, we we gotta do that because you know just because because you know we gotta be grateful, and you know gratitude has changed my life, Hawaiians. But before before I tell you that, uh, let's say thank you to everybody. So uh, the last country we had was Syria, and um, I guess Syria, you know, they took time out from the bombings and. Uh, I don't know what they got over there going on, but they had, right? They had conflicts. So we hope you guys are okay. And uh, we send blessings to you guys in Syria. So God bless you guys. Thank you. And uh, thank you for tuning in. All the other countries too. So we have uh, 30-something countries, 20-something states. Okay, the biggest states we have, number one is California. Number two is Texas. And Texas, and I get some friends I made on in Texas. And so we like to tell them how's it if they're listening. So Ramon, we like to tell you how's it, Chico, brother Chico, yeah. And then uh, brother Marcus, we like to tell him how's it in Texas. And so anyway, um, so we we'd like to just thank you for joining the podcast, everybody. Now, now while we, you know, while we're on the subject of gratitude, right? I gotta tell you guys, okay? Gratitude changed my life. It really changed my life. And you know, it. I, I used to be like filled with with. Um, Resentment, bro. I was salty. Oh man, and you know why I was salty? So, I was telling somebody yesterday. I was having this conversation on the phone, and I said, you know, when it comes to discrimination, I have been discriminated like you wouldn't believe, Hawaiians. I mean, oh, bro. I mean, really, okay. Now, first of all, and there's many reasons for this, right? And and one of the reasons why I think is because I never give too much, you know, as much gratitude, right? And, and, but, but besides all of that, I had a lot of things working against me, you know? So when I was on kid, you know, I was fat. I was, I was a kid in the playground, you know, that fat kid in the playground. Okay. And then I was an only child. See? So, you know, which is why my imagination is good, right? I can create all kinds of stuff, right? I'll, you know, I told you guys about that on the other podcast, be a creator, not a competitor, right? But no. I wanted to be a competitor, right? So I thought, wow, you know, and, and Morris, I'm from the neighbor island, okay? So I'm from the neighbor island, so I wanted to come over here and compete and, and you know, grab some stuff for me, right? Because I, I think, because I thought that's how I was. I thought that's how you do it, right? So I, so I go, okay, we're going to Honolulu to the island of Oahu for you guys out of town, right? You guys listening on the mainland. And I'm going to come over here and I'm going to compete, you know, and I'm, I'm going to win. <laughs> I actually thought I was going to win, okay? Did I win? No, I did not win. <laughs> not the kind of stuff I thought I was going to win, right? And, and you know, and people was telling me when I was growing up, you know, that you hear a lot of stories, right, from guys 
who who say like you know oh well you there was this one guy that that we worked with on the radio and um from my radio days right i get different days and you know radio days was one one of the days and um and i used to substitute for the guy now he used to say this on the radio all the time and i felt sorry for him i really did i felt bad that it happened to him right but it made him succeed his high school counselor told him he would never amount to anything right and this guy became a star i mean bro he was he was way more popular than me i mean you know he had more days on the radio than me but brother was brother was banging you know he was driving around in one used Corvette i mean brother brother had it going on right and he, I mean, he had as he had his own show plus he was on the radio plus he, so he did everything i did not exactly the way i did him you know not necessarily to the caliber i did him but he did him and and this guy you know so so maybe that what you know maybe that's what was driving him i don't know i i don't know and it's unfair for me to make any assumptions or judgments i'm not judging okay but what i'm saying is when i was a kid everybody was telling me how smart i was how talented i was and you know so so in my mother's mind right i think the bar started to raise you know you know how the bar raises in people's minds okay <laughs> I think it was raising in her mind's eyes cuz she had all kind of plans for me, right? She wanted for she wanted me for be an attorney. She wanted to send me uh you know she 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 had this list of schools that she wanted to send me to. And I'm like, "No, if you do that, then I'm going to make so much trouble. They could kick me out. Guarantee, guarantee like first week." Because I like the people that I was around in my school. Okay? Now, most of them was I mean, most of those guys was guys that I, I grew up with, like third grade, fourth grade. See, I went Catholic school the first two grades, first and second. But then third grade, right? Third, fourth, all the way, all the way to grad. You know, until today, I get some dreams sometimes that I never grad. Because I came close. <laughs> I came close, Hawaiians. I came so close. I, I came so close to being yanked off that graduation list, bro. But anyway, but, you know, that's, that's another story, Hawaiians. I was bored. Never had nothing for me in school, the kind of stuff I wanted. You know, when I went to college, I went to college. A lot of people said, did you go to college? I'm like, yeah, I went to college. I went drop out. See, because I, cause I knew. I knew when I got out of high school, right, I never go to college. And when, when I was in high school, I told my mom, I'm not going to college. And my mom was like, what? Like, that was on big hand. And the hand went all the way up. She was like, huh? Like, way up there. And and I was like, no, I, I no more nothing in college for me. Now today, if if I was to you know make that assertion today, or the, sorry, that's some big word. If I was to make that decision and and figure them out today, get plenty of stuff in college I would do, right? Like I got into marketing, I got into all that stuff, right? Okay, I would go marketing, and then I would probably go for for a master's in business, right? On MBA, I, I would probably do that, you know, because I've been through so much business, but I was forced into business. I was forced on my uncle and forced me into business. But not only that, now they get courses you can engineer, you know, stuff related to music, right? Before, you either gonna take your instrument and be good enough to pass the test and read the music, right? Get in the orchestra and then go, you know, in place like University of Hawaii or another university, and, and you're gonna be, you know, tested according to your instrument, right? And then, then you're gonna get a music degree. You, you get on music in orchestra or band. I, I don't know what you call them. You know, get like Juilliard School of Music. You can go Juilliard. You do all this stuff, right? You know, all of that. But, you know, the most important thing to me was music when I was a kid. Because my heroes was Frank Sinatra, Don Ho, Sam Kapoor, all these guys, Dean Martin, Tony Bennett. The list goes on. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, to me, was kind of like comedy. But, you know, the way he, I don't know. That, you guys got to go Google him. But but he he had a nice voice and everything. But to me it was I don't know I, I never like really be like him. But you know when I saw like when I was growing up everything was variety show, and and the guys did little bit of everything. Especially Dean Martin, right? Dean Martin to me was probably my my biggest hero. Him and Frank Sinatra, those two guys, and then locally Don Ho, right? Because Don, you know Don Ho was was the best at what he did. He was the best locally. And you know what? He never even planned to be an entertainer. You know, the entertainer to him was was like one, 
was like on side deal almost because he never planned on doing it. He was on pilot. He was in the Air Force. He was on pilot. He was, wow, he was so smart. I can't even tell you how smart he was. He was a businessman and he was a damn good one and he was smart. See, and he took psychology. You know, he told me about that. He said, well, you know, in college I did psychology and I used psychology on the audience. And, you know, I saw what he did in the showroom too, right, with the audience. And people was hanging on every word he said. And he would talk slow, like so slow, he would control them. And and you could see, they look like Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know who's that. Pavlov's dogs, go, go look them up. Okay, so, you know, Pavlov, so he got to the point where every time he rang the bell, the dogs knew food was coming. They would salivate, right? <laughs> And they, that's how it was, bro. And the Don whole show was like that. And he would talk slow. You know, he'd be like, uh, you know, in, in the old days. And then the music keep playing, right? And then he'd give him a couple more words. You know, we lived uh, in the country. And, you know, slow like that, right? And everybody's hanging like, okay, okay, what, 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 what? Like everybody was like that, you know? So, and they, today, no more attention span. That would not work on an audience today, right? Because I saw the depletion of the attention span in, in the audience. And that's, that's a different, different podcast, audience. But, but I saw them happen to us on stage. In the beginning, everybody paid attention. Towards the end, I would say the last two years of our show, right? Everybody was on their phone. Nobody was even watching. Like hardly anybody was watching the show. Only maybe the brothers in the back drinking beer was watching the show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's, you know, that, and that was my experience, what I saw and what, whatever. But never had nothing in college for me with music. They didn't offer any courses on how to be an entertainer. They did not offer any courses on, on you know, they had music theory like that. But, you know, so the kind of stuff I wanted. I wanted to be the star of the show. I wanted to go sing with the mic, right? And the chicks just fought on for me. That actually happened. But that, that I told you guys on the other podcast that actually happened. His chick was all goo goo gaga drunk and and bam right on her face right there. and I felt bad and she was on hot chick too right and I was like I want to forgive her my card but by the time that happened bro I wasn't even finishing my show I couldn't even give her a card I missed out on that opportunity but but yeah so see that's what I wanted to do and never had nothing so I told my mom I'm not going to college okay. Now, here's the thing about, about what happened, okay, what really happened. There's a lot of stories. You know, people make up stories. Guys, guys I work with in radio, none of them went to college, right? So, so they, they, they assumed I never go, right? And they, they thought I was like the dummy of the highest caliber because that was my job. And, you know, I, I tell you guys, okay, I had to play the dummy on, on the radio for so long that the people in the office, because they heard me every day driving to work, right? They're listening. The people in the office, the guys I work with, everybody down there thought I was a dummy. It, it, it was so funny, you know. And, and you know, guess what happens to comedians? And I saw this with other comedians, right? Now, I'm not a comedian comedian. I'm a radio comedian. Big difference, okay? I can do stuff and paint stuff with words and, and make all kind, you know, that kind imagery of the mind, right? What do you call theater of the mind? Now, these other comics, right, the guys that go stand up and they do all that kind of stuff. There's one thing that all of us have in common. We, we all want to be taken seriously. <laughs> no, bro, seriously. We all, we all want to be taken seriously because we do that for one job, right? And people laugh. People have a good time, right? And we get paid big bucks for doing stuff like that. I mean, I got. I was talking yesterday to my Hanai daughter, right? And, and she don't live with me anymore. And I was talking to her, and we was we was reminiscing about the kind of money we was making, cause we we had this safe, right? And at any given moment, ten grand cash was in the safe, right? So whatever we wanted, we just well go in the safe, you know. She had the combination, I had the combination. Our other business partner was blind, so he, he couldn't go inside, right? But but we, you know, so well go in the safe, go to you know whatever. And so we had we was having the time of our lives, right? So, so you know, we was reminiscing about that, and we were seeing how crazy it was, right? And you know, the the thing about the thing about you know, comedy and comedians wanting to be taken seriously. So here's what happened to me, and I told you guys this on another podcast. 
I would go work in the morning, right? I would make the whole island laugh, or what, half of the island, right? Because only half listened to us. And, and the other half listened to the, the other more credible people, right? And so, so you know, we're making these guys laugh, okay? Right around 10 o'clock, because I get off the radio at 9. Right around 10, 10, 30, I'm sitting in a boardroom with my blazer on, right? My suit, I'm in a suit, right? And I'm, and I'm sitting in the boardroom. And I have my, you know, I get my laptop, I get everything. Right. I'm going to make a presentation for my consulting firm, right? <laughs> and now, now the clown is sitting in the boardroom. And when these guys walk in, right, you know, so this one guy, he, he owned one water company. And and I, I met the guy and I walked in and he was like, oh, bro, I was listening to you on the radio this morning. You are really funny. You know, and, and in my head, right, I'm going, oh, no, here we go. And so, so anyway, I pitched him what I was going to pitch him. He made an order, okay? Okay, now he made the order, right, I, and it was for a jingle. And I took the jingle, well, we took the order, right, and we created the jingle, like, that same afternoon was done, was like, boom, because I already had the idea in my head, right? Okay, got him to his email first thing the next morning. Till today, Hawaiians, and this was like, this is maybe eight, nine, maybe 10 years ago already, right? Almost 10 years now. I still haven't heard from him, right? And they, we thought, we thought that was like one of the best jingles. And, and cause I don't know, we just liked it, right? We don't like all of our stuff, right? Our clients, sometimes they go head over heels for stuff that, you know, we, we, we was like, bro, we could do that in our sleep. And, and we didn't really like it. You see what I'm saying? This one we really like. So I go, Wow, you know, so so what we did was we retooled it for another water company and we pitched it to them, right? They wasn't in the market for a jingle and, you know, whatever. But this guy made the order with me, right? And then he never, after that, he never responded. So this is what happens when the, when the clown tries to do business, see? So, so now I'm out of the radio like about six years right now, right? And, um... So I, I'm down the road about six years outside of radio. And so now people are starting to take me, you know, take me more serious, you know. And they go, hey, didn't you used to do the radio? And, you know, yeah, that was me. Yeah, you know. But so now it's okay, right? Because now, right, I'm not making them laugh in the morning. And they're not seeing me the same day in the boardroom, right? So now it's six years. So now it's kind of like, a, you know, the memory is fading, right, of the, of the clown stuff. So now we get we get more of a chance. But but that's one thing I noticed, right? A lot of comedians wanted to be taken seriously. But they're comedians, you see? Now to me, that's the only drawback of being a comedian is when you want to be taken seriously, right? So now this other comedian, right? And and I had the pleasure of working with him. I I, I don't even like mention names. Guys in Hawaii, they're gonna know who he's at. So he ran for office and he got in because of name recognition and because he's smart. He's, he's actually a smart guy. Now, I got to tell you, even me myself, when I sat down and listened to him the first time really seriously, because because like I went, I was working on his show for a little while. I, I wouldn't say working because I wasn't getting paid. I was just, I was a guest. He, he had me as a guest on his show. And I would just come in and, you know, I thought, I thought it was like, it was like, therapy for me it was like i mean my best friend died right and then all of a sudden like i'm i'm a guest on his radio show this guy was the number one comedian in hawaii for a long time and there i am sitting down in the morning and he's performing right in front of me because he was very visual okay so on the radio eh, wasn't that effective because he didn't really he didn't really do theater of the mind you know he was animated but because I was in a studio, right? I saw the show. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, oh, the best comedian in Hawaii is performing in front of me like every day. And this happened for months, right? And then after that, they, they got rid of him. And, and so, I, you know, they got rid of me. They, they basically did what they call cleaning house. And they cleaned house. And so everybody left. And what they did was they reform, they, excuse me, Alliance, they reformatted the, the, the station. And so when that happens, they bring in the new guys, they throw out the old guys, they, they change everything. So anyway, so, but that happened. But when I first listened to this guy, it was kind of, it was kind of difficult for me to make the mental adjustment because I'm always li used to listening to him joking. 
Then he started talking politics. Now this was before this was before COVID, before all that came down, right? And he was talking politics. And and I sat down and I listened and I engaged in a conversation, in an intellectual conversation. And and to myself I went, whoa, brother, you smart. This guy, this guy knows his stuff, right? And I told him, I said, bro, you should run for office. And he goes, bro, thinking of running for office. I'm like, bro, you should run for office. Guess what? He ran for office. Not because of me. He had some very powerful people behind him. And and these guys got him. So so here's what you got to know. Okay. Nothing happens in politics by accident. Okay. And there's no such thing as somebody without connections getting in office. No such thing. I don't care where you are. Okay. I don't care. I don't care who you are, where you are. Okay, that's what happened. Anyway, so he got in. And he was, you know, he was he was rubbing elbows with politicians for a long time. And then finally, now he's a politician, okay? But, the, you know, the point of the whole thing, right, is that comedians really want to be taken seriously, you know? And now he's being taken seriously. And people are seeing that, wow, okay, there is two sides. Okay, another thing that, that never used to happen before that, that I kind of, you know, was a pioneer in not... Really, you know, um, it, it just it just went down like that. Was in the old days, you pick one thing, right? And we talked about this a little bit, you know, but I, I was just going to touch on them, okay? So you pick one thing, you go for that thing, and then you retire with that thing, and then they give you a mahalo party, you go on a few cruises, and you die, okay? Because you you do that one thing for, for like your whole life, right? And my theory always was, no, I like try this, I like try that, I like try that. So my comedy, you know, part of my life, right? I think I worked the hardest at at that. I worked the hardest at that and music because that's what I was aiming. Well, God had a different plan, see. And and you, you know Drake's song, right? God's plan. So you guys, you guys gotta understand that. Yes, you do. You do have the ability, okay. And I want to say to a certain extent. Now here comes the the life coaching and and law of attraction part, okay. So you do have, to a certain extent, your choice on what you want to do, okay? But God will, if God wants to use you over here, that's actually ultimately where you're going, okay? Now, sometimes, sometimes, you know, like me, I've always been a teacher. Now, now there's, you know, recently I've seen a bunch of entertainers uh, turn into teachers, okay? I don't know how, you know, how well of a teacher they are. I don't know. If they can teach, I, I've never taken their course or anything. But that's what they're doing now. And you see, they're adapting because the entertainment industry fell down, right? With COVID and all that stuff, right? With 2020. So now, 2020, 2021, now they put up a school. Okay. And, and they are, at a certain degree, my competition for, for my school, right? But really, what I do and what they do is like comparing apples to oranges, so, and, and, you know, they, they do everything. They teach instruments. They, they doing everything, you know, and, and they, they, um, they employ other entertainers. There's other entertainers, you know, doing stuff. And so for years and years, people have come to our company, right? Because, uh, they didn't get, they didn't get results. And so, you know, that's really where, uh, where we set ourselves apart from everybody. We get our students results every week. I mean, every week they level up. See, so so anyway, what 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 uh, you know, uh, what's happening is the transformation uh, from from one thing to another thing, and sometimes what God really wants you to do, okay, is what you end up doing, you know, like long term kind, right? Because you know, you you get one guy, right, and he's surfing and he he's a world champion surfer, and then one day he starts designing boards. And then one day goes into mass production. Then one day he's a multimillionaire. Why? Because uh, he's a he's the best bodge shaper. How did that happen? Well, because he's riding the waves and he knows what it takes and he really knows what what he wants in the way of a board. And now he's making his own. And maybe that's what God wanted, right? Okay, maybe that's what God wanted. But but see, like like in my case, right? I set out on one path. Right? There was nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing in college for what I wanted. Okay? But then, right, I started, you know, I started saying like, well, okay, 
Let me let me try this thing. Let me try that thing. Let me try this thing. And the one thing that, you know, is has always been constant is I've been a teacher. Now, I was, you know, I was actually the teacher that went out and did the example for the students. Because, you know, and, and the clients, right? Because I have life coaching clients. So, so I went out and pulled it off, right? And then I turn around and I teach them. So I go out and I do this. Then I turn around and teach them. Well, the difference between me and a lot of uh, entertainers that I see, right? Uh, they went they went out and they, they did a lot of stuff, right? And then they teach. I, I actually was teaching while I was going out and doing them. <laughs> so, so a lot of my students, right? You know, they, they was like, wow, uncle, like you teaching and, and you teaching today, like, like all day today. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you get shows. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. And they go, oh, okay, because they never saw somebody do so many things, right? And I learned this a long time ago. Like, you can try anything you like, Hawaiians. You can you can do a couple things simultaneously. I mean, look at all the guys you have, right, who have a, a solid 9 to 5, right, 7 day or 5 days a week, right? Then the other two days, right, they get side job. Why? Because they live in Hawaii. <laughs> see what I'm saying? But you see, the, the only thing is, right, and here comes the life coaching part. Not everything is what they love. So they may they may do that nine to five job just to make money, you know, and then they may have a supplement income job that that maybe is something a little bit more to their liking, but maybe it's not their dream. Okay, my stuff is everything I dreamed about, except for the fact that yeah, I never really I never really count on teaching, right? But now, like I'm teaching, you know, more than I ever did, right? And and now it spilled over into life coaching, and we built one company, and you know, yada yada. The thing just kind of goes like that. But you see, God can use you in such a way that sometimes you don't even know. You know, like I was always teaching, and we noticed that that's where the foundation was. So let me share with you somebody else's story, okay? Let's take Howard Hughes. He was the richest guy. I don't know if you remember Howard. He was <laughs> I don't know if you remember Howard. He was he was lying down on wads of Kleenex in a dark hotel room watching Ice Station Zebra and and making shishi in milk bottles. I don't know I don't know if you remember that. But if you ever if you ever saw his movie, you ever saw the movie Aviator? Yeah, okay. So so that's the guy. Okay. Now, now he went a little, you know, he went a little off center. He went a little off the edge, right? Because he got real paranoid, okay. And I, I mean, I know how that can happen. I mean, I can, I can only imagine, like the, you know, I, I knew the kind of fear he had, um, you know, because I, I could, I could, I had little bit small kind like that too, you know. And and you know, sometimes when you get all the attention, I can only imagine guys like Bruno Mars and you know, The Rock and and those guys, they got a handle, you know what I mean. But if you get a lot of attention. And, and you get people like coming up to you all the time, you know, wanting something from you, like in the way of business or they want a job or whatever. I've been through that too on a very small scale, right? But I can only imagine if I magnify that scale and I times them by, you know, a thousand or ten thousand and then I get him, right? <laughs> I think I would be in a hotel room too, always. You know what I mean? So, but, but anyway, so he, but he chose to be like that and, you know, I think he had an illness and he he wasn't being treated and he just, you know, he had the money so he could be whatever he wanted, right? But, but see, he had the foundation. The foundation was his father's company and that was Hughes Tool Company. Now, let me give you a small background, see, and you can see how this whole thing fit in, okay? And you can see what I'm talking about and I'm talking about foundational stuff, okay? The foundation of what you're really supposed to do or hang on to or or maintain right and so so now right so so he had the the Hughes tool company the Hughes tool company manufactured drill bits okay huge drill bits for oil wells and and these things are huge his dad invented this stuff okay basically what his dad did was he invented a better mouse trap okay so he invented this drill bit and all these guys in Texas started using them because it was really good. And that's how he made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now, Howard Hughes took this inheritance, right? And the two bit, the, I mean, the two company keep, keep making the bits, right? They keep manufacturing. So he had an unlimited supply of money coming in. And he took that money 
<clears throat> and and he made movies in Hollywood. He wanted to do that kind of stuff. You know, when I look at my life, I go, oh, that's kind of like me, right? Like, I wanted to do the entertainment stuff. I never liked do that, you know, the teaching, right? I did the teaching. I started the school for my friend. And so, so you know, he kind of go down the road and he went down the road. He did all these things and he started buying casinos. Now we know Howard Hughes, right? As the developer, the guy who bought all this desert land in Las Vegas. And now they own tons and tons of real estate, right? Now he's dead long time. Like he died in the 70s, right? But his company is huge, right? And it, it was called the Summer Corporation and that turned into other things. And now they have a, they have a company and they're using his name, right? The Hughes, the Hughes, uh, Howard Hughes, whatever. They're building in Kaka'ako now, right? Okay, so, but what happened was right before he died, like, I don't know, not right before, but like, you know, maybe I, I think it was a few years or whatever after he started buying casinos. He wanted to sell the tool company, okay? He wanted to sell the tool company. Now, the tool company was a foundation, and he sold the tool company. Guess what happened? Everything started going down. Everything started going. He started losing money like crazy. He had to sell off plenty stuff. Like, everything started going down, okay? Now, I'm going to bring you, so this, so this is not, obviously, okay, apparently this wasn't what God wanted him to do. Right. And everything started failing. Everything started going down. Now, in my life, the foundation is my school. OK. And and yeah, I kind of I kind of get that God wants me to be a teacher. Right. Because my, my mom and dad are teachers. So I'm a teacher. You know, my son's a teacher. OK. I don't know about my grandson, but we're going to see see what happens with him. But OK. So we we know that teaching is the family trade. We know that teaching is what we do, and we know we're good at it, right? So anyway, but I started this school that I have, right, the, the, the singing school. It used to be a singing school. Now it's, you know, called vocal development, right, because it's for, like, every application. And, and we learned a lot. We learned a lot about human behavior. We learned a lot about, about uh, energy, frequency, vibration, and velocity, uh, those things that we used to teach, and, and the human brain and how it works. And, you know, you could package this stuff. You could package them, right? And and like I was telling a couple of people, I said, you know, if I put this thing together in one package and sold them like that, and we fill one ballroom full of people, I can show all these guys how to change their life. And and my friends all told me, no, 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 because it could be like Tony Robbins. You know, you know, all the hundreds of guys go, right? And they pay big bucks, right? Out of that, hundreds of people that fill that ballroom, right? Maybe, maybe 1,000 people. Maybe 1,500, right? Only about three or four of them can continue. See what I mean? So the ratio, right? So, so how many people are you really helping? Okay, now if you're interested in helping people, right, then, then that's not the thing to do because the majority going to fall off, right? I mean, how many times in one company, right? And they go, okay, the new policy, we're going to do this from now on, right? We're going to do them like this. All you got to do, Hawaiians, is wait a couple weeks, right? I told you I'm not a podcast. Wait a couple weeks, and then what happens? Everybody goes back to the same thing. Why? Because they didn't change their paradigm. Okay, their paradigm. So, so, and because you don't change your paradigm, your subconscious takes over, and you go back to the same patterns. <clears throat> you go back to the same acquired behaviors, okay? The same repetition that you always did, right? You go back to the same thing. Right. So anyway, so so that that's what happened with Howard Hughes. And this is why no matter what, I still got to teach whether I like it or not. Right now, I only teach three days a week. That's it. You know, I might cut them down to two days a week because I'm, I'm doing other things right I'm out of my business stuff. But I'm just saying that I only teach three days a week, but I always have to teach. That's the thing. Right. And and it's from that that blessings come. It's from it's from helping people and kids change their lives, okay, adults, children, whatever, and it's about empowering other people, right? That that all this stuff happened, the blessings started coming, you know. So we knew this a long time ago, but you know, if I would have figured this out, you know, and and like the whole theme of this podcast is like God using you, you know, where God wants to use you, right? So you're going to end up you're going to end up doing what God put you on the planet to do. And there is a purpose. It's just that some people don't find it. 
some people accidentally stumble onto it, like me, right? And then, you know, and, but my mom kept telling me from small, she kept telling me, you have to teach, you have to teach, right? And, and you know, I don't know, maybe she found out, right? But I never know, right? So I had to find them on my own. I'm like, I don't know, Ma, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an entertainer. I'm going, you know, I can make these people laugh. I, you know, I make them cry. I play guitar, they start crying, and we all this kind of stuff, right? And my mother goes, nope, you're a teacher. You're a teacher. And so my mother knew, right? I never know, okay? But then God steers you in that direction. So what are you, Hawaiians? That's my question. What are you? Okay, what is your purpose? Have you found your purpose? Now, with all the part-time, so I get one bunch of part-time jobs, right? Because I do, I do business part-time, I do consulting part-time, right? I do my teaching part-time, I do my life coaching part-time. Everything is part-time, right? But everything that I'm doing, right, is everything that my passion is, or it's related to my passion, or let's say it another way, it's stuff I really love doing. Now, how many people can say that? So Leon Trotsky, right, this, this Russian author, said a long time ago, he said, success is living life in your own way, you know. And you know, my biggest, my biggest issue, Hawaiians, with life, okay, like, like I, you know, I mean, you would think that, you know, everything is, everything is, uh, I, I don't know, peaches and cream when, when you get to do what you want. And, you, you know, people, people look at me and they go, oh, bro, you <laughs> You get the house, you get the car, you get this, you get that, you get you get everything, you know, and 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 still you 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 telling us that that no more no more everything, not not complete or whatever, and I'm saying no no no, that's not the thing I'm saying, right? The thing I'm saying because we started talking on uh, we started talking about gratitude, right? Ever since I started practicing gratitude, everything came together. Okay, now I I do gratitude in prayer. I do gratitude in Ho'oponopono. I do gratitude in meditation. I do gratitude like driving down the street and I say thank you. I turn off the, the stereo in my, in my car sometimes and I just say thank you. Okay, so gratitude did change my life. But here's what happened, right? Instead of struggling like I did before, when I started saying thank you and I started seeing my blessings as things that God wanted me to do, Things that God was rewarding me for doing, and I just did more. See what I'm saying, right? I got to do the other stuff I want to do besides the teaching. I got to do the, the other stuff. I got to do the Waikiki show. I got to do the, the orchestra. I got to do all the stuff I wanted to do, right? And the gratitude helps, Hawaiians, because when you say thank you, and when you're grateful for what you have, God gives you more, Okay. Now, now back to the other stuff, right? About doing things you want to do. Now, if you're doing three things, right? Let's say you get three jobs, okay? Ask yourself the question, do I love my three jobs? Am I really happy with these three jobs I'm doing? Or can I transition? Because you cannot just leave your jobs. That's crazy. That is crazy, okay? But you can transition slowly and go, okay, you know what? Instead of that part-time job over there, I'm going to do a side hustle, of something I really, really like. And then I'm going to change them. And then I'm going to do that. And then, you know, you make some money over there, right? And then you go, okay, you know the second job? Yeah, I don't really like being on janitor on the weekend uh, for extra money. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change that one. And then slowly, slowly, Hawaiians, you work them, right? And maybe your main job, you know, even like, maybe the main job, you're just doing them for money, okay? But these other jobs that you're grateful for, that, you, that you're doing, Right to supplement everything, maybe it all start growing, and then what? Well, then you can quit the main job, right? Or you go find or the, the you know something that you really really want will show itself to you. You know, sometimes that happens, Hawaiians. Okay, when you're really grateful and you really express appreciation for everything, you know, one thing I always did, right, was I always gave credit where credit was due. On the radio, like all over the place, right? I always said, you know, I always, I always acknowledge, you know, people that helped me, right? Always, you know, there was guys that put me on TV. There was guys that did that, and they really helped me in in my quest or or in my journey, you know, for for doing entertainment, right? And I always thanked them. I always, and the guys on the radio used to tease me, right? 
<clears throat> and they used to tease me like I was I was kissing kissing ass or something, right? No, 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 no. I was giving credit where credit was due, and I was I was exercising gratitude. And guess what happened, Hoynes? I got more. Not necessarily from those guys, but more stuff came. You know, every morning I get up, I I say thank you, Father God. You know, I say the Lord's Prayer when I get up in the morning. Now that's just me, Hoynes. Some people do chants. Some people do whatever they do. Hawaiian chants. I don't know. I don't know what other people do. I just know what I do. But I do that in the morning, right? Every day. And funny thing, but my life is not a struggle. You know, do I have challenges? Oh, yeah. Choke challenges, Hawaiians. All the time. All the time. Do do I have to pay bills like everybody? Yep. Do I have to pay tax like everybody? Yep. Do I have a hard time with certain things? Yep. Right. But see, the thing is, right, when you when you come from gratitude, when you come from everything is a blessing. okay. when you look at we start looking at everything is a blessing. And I started late in life doing that. I was in my late 30s when I started doing that okay? because things had to kick in. Right. And by my late 30s, I, I got it. You know, by my late 30s, I was like, ah, okay, okay. now I get them. Right. And then I started turning. Then things started changing. Then it went from struggle, right? It went from struggle to, oh, wow. Yeah, this is on breeze. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I got this, right? And and then life began to change. Things started getting better, right? And things started working out easier. Okay, now, what is what is my biggest problem, my biggest challenge right now, Hawaiians? Because I don't only really tell you guys all this kind of stuff like, like I'm giving you guys the sauce. You know what I mean? You know, I, I like give you guys, I like give you guys the whole picture. I like give you guys everything. Okay. So when my business partner died, right? So gonna be gonna be six years this year. Actually, on the 15th next week, gonna be six years. Right? He been gone. So I've been restructuring everything. I've been retooling everything. And you know, the hardest thing I had to wrap my mind around Hawaiians wasn't the fact that he was gone. Okay, because he was my business partner. He was my best friend as well, right? But that that wasn't the big thing. The big thing was like, holy crap, I got to do all of this stuff again, right? I got to start from square one, from the beginning, right? Now, I mean, look, okay, this is this is the inside, right? The inside is once you did it before, right, it's not as hard as when you first doing them. Is never as hard as the first time, okay? Because you did them already, right? This is just a repeat. This is just a hunt home. But after you do all the work, and after you go down the road, and after you, you know, we we had so many successes, right? And then the reality hits you in the face, like, bro, you gotta do this again. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. And at my age, Hawaiians doing them again. You see what I'm saying, right? That was the thing, okay? Oh, man, I got to do this again. So we start, so I had no choice, okay? It was either do this again, right, or fall on your, you know, your rear end, right? You're going you're gonna to fall on your elemu, okay? That, for you guys in Texas, okay, uh, that, that's your, your hindquarters, okay? So, yeah, you can fall on your butt, right? Or... You're going to push on. You're going to continue on. See? And, and there's one thing I learned a long time ago from Don Ho, who said, there are good brothers everywhere. Meaning, he meant there are good people everywhere. You just got to find them. Right? So it's been a journey. Right? Now, do I want to get out there and play music? Yeah. I want to get out there with the orchestra and do it. Can I do it? No. Why? Well, we haven't gotten to that point of recovery yet, right? Everything is resetting. But here's the thing I noticed, right? The animosity and, and the, the competitive mindset that I saw before COVID is changing. And now more people are, you know, coming around. More people are turning around and more people are, are starting to work with each other rather than compete with each other. And that's the creative mindset, because you could take two guys, right, that do the same thing, and those two guys can create something far better than if it was just that one guy, and maybe the other guy is not on board. You see what I'm saying? 
So, and this is what this is what you see on Facebook. This is the new way of doing things, right? People are coming together in groups, right? They're forming groups. Look at Facebook, right? You get groups. And then, you know, and in the old days, it was like, no, if we do that, they're going to they get our method and they're going to do what we do. And then they, they're just going to copy. Bro, I had this chick. I had this chick up, uh, this is way up the mountain up here in Makakilo, right? And so she brought her daughter. And then she thought that she could teach what, what I was teaching. And she started teaching. So, I, you know, I heard that she was teaching in, in Makakilo. And I'm like, Really? And 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 these guys was going, yeah, bro. She's she's teaching. She's teaching voice, and I, I thought it was funny because like she didn't know anything about it, right? And and she started teaching. Well, that only lasted for a little while. You see, okay. So so this is what I'm telling you guys, right? So you can do right more than one thing now. And when I started doing more than one thing back in the day, people thought I was crazy. Hawaiians, people thought, people thought I had lost my marbles because they thought, no, bro, you're not going to amount to anything because you, you're doing all these, you're splitting yourself between three or four things, right? And then they saw the record company pop up. Then they saw the production company turn into a consulting company, right? They saw that start to work. Then they start, you know, they saw the school, right? And the school was the school. The school was always a school. But, but they saw all this stuff start happening and they go, wow. Wow, you're doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So there's an old expression. It's called build it and they will come. Okay. And all you got to do is build them, Hawaiians. And the building part is the hardest part. Okay. But in today's world, here's where you got it easier. Okay. I don't want to say easy. I want to say easier. You have technology. With technology. Bro, I can, I can do stuff on my phone, on my tablet, on my laptop. That back in the old days, you had to buy all the stuff yourself. Now, they get cloud services. Now, they get all kind of automated services. You know, so we, we automate a lot of stuff. We, we have a lot of stuff that we do that, that technology helps us. And without technology, we wouldn't be able to do it. And guess what? The small kids are even better at it. The small kids are growing up in this world. We see a lot of old people, right? And and they and they have such a bad attitude about how the world is changing, okay. But here's the thing, Owens. Okay, remember the words of Uncle Don, Don Ho, when he said, right? There are good people everywhere. There's always balance, okay. So number one, okay, you gotta give gratitude, okay. Number one, always give gratitude. When you give, I don't care, I don't care what you get. You, you might have the, you know, I had on four hundred dollar Toyota. I had one four hundred dollars. That's how I started my business, going door to door in my four hundred dollar Toyota back in the day. I mean, I had on production company, right? But the voice school, I went door to door. Okay, that was my second company, and we we made house calls. You know, like the old school doctor kind of stuff, right? You know, we made house calls, and and that's how we started. But we didn't start in a Mercedes. We didn't start in a BMW. We didn't start in a Maserati. We started in a $400 Toyota. But you know what? I was grateful for that car. I was grateful that I only bought them for $700. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, bro, I was grateful that that I could just bundle the, the, the hole above the back door. You know what I mean? I, I never even sat them down nothing. I just made sure the rain never come inside. You know what I mean? So so that's what I did, bro. Bundle everything, right? People walking in on the chapter now... On this chapter of my life, they see the stuff and they, they go, oh, wow. You know, so they get all kind of ideas of what happened. No, no, Hawaiians, I started in a $400 Toyota, but we loved that Toyota. Top speed was maybe 50 if you could get them going downhill. You, you see what I'm saying? So, but we, we loved that car. That, that was our baby. We, we had a name for the car. The car's name was Lydia because we bought him from a girl named Lydia. So, so those was the days, Owens. And we were grateful. And everything kind of went from there. Okay? So, express gratitude. Okay? Try to find things you want to do so you don't work. You know, I don't, I don't work. And a lot of people ask me, you know, oh, well, what do you do for work? You know, I, I use the term work. I, I say that, yeah, yeah, I got, you know, I'm always working. And, and it's not really work. If you enjoy what you do, you're not really working. Okay? Now, if you got to go dig one ditch someplace and you're not into digging, you know, maybe you're working. 
Maybe you're working hard. Maybe, maybe that you can call work. Okay. But when you do what you love, when you get to do what you love, and you get there from gratitude, trust me, you get there from gratitude. Okay. Because God is real. Okay. And I always say this on the podcast God is real because God works in my life. God works like that. All I got to do is be grateful for something and boom, next opportunity comes. Or boom, next client comes, right? My clients come in an email, right? When I go meditate in the gym, I'm done meditating, right? As soon as I as soon as I go back to the office, boom, you know, email. Or I check my phone, boom, email, client, right? Whatever. Okay. And and you know, I'm just saying, yeah, it takes work to get there. You gotta do the work to get there, always. You gotta pull, you gotta pull some time. You don't have to work hard, okay? But you you may have to work long. But if you're doing what you love, if you're doing what really makes you happy, right? That happiness elevates your frequency. That frequency, that elevated frequency attracts other things on that frequency. And when that happens, bang, your life gets better. I mean, you can never struggle at that point. You get challenges, but they're not struggling kind challenge. You know, struggle. So struggle is like, you know, when you got to pay one bill and you're going to shut off your cell phone and you don't want enough money in the bank for them and, and then your cell phone gets shut off. Okay, that's a struggle. Okay, that's a struggle. The other way is like, okay, you need money to pay your cell phone bill, right? And you're giving gratitude, you're doing your meditations, you're doing your affirmations and then boom, one client comes. And oh yeah, that money that the client just paid you it's enough for pay your cell phone bill. See? And that's how you got to do them, Hawaiians, because all you got to do... Oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I got to go. All you got to do is give gratitude, Hawaiians. That's all you got to do. All right. Say your prayers. Do your gratitude. Whatever you got to do. If you need help, just email me here for you, USA at gmail.com. Okay? If you guys like help, go to the website. It's hereforyou.live. Also, if you like the podcast, if the podcast is helping you, hopefully help somebody. But if it's helping you, leave us a review on the podcast, okay? Just put down five stars and, you know, put down a little something like, why you like the podcast, whatever. One guy was like, wow, you know how you like this podcast? Somebody finally talk like us. <laughs> the guy was from Hawaii. All right. Till next time, I'm Junior Cakewell with Junior saying mahalo and ah.